Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex. And it is, we are approaching midnight fast here uh, on April 28th, Friday after day one of the 2023 NFL Draft. Although it's still happening, the Chiefs are on the clock currently uh, and the Eagles just drafted Nolan Smith. But we're here to talk about the Giants drafting Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland at 24. So I want to give a couple, couple things before we go into that. Um, we had school today, we had school tomorrow, so we won't be coming at you with the most amount of energy here at midnight uh, on Friday, like I said. So, we are together, that's the second thing. I don't know if you could tell it from listening, uh, the mic is in one place, so hopefully you can hear us pretty loud. I hope Alex is the best audio engineering of all time here, you can hear us pretty loudly because it's pretty far away from when we normally talk. Uh, and if you're watching us, well, we're sitting thigh to thigh as we said, <laughs> touching toes here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on this episode, which we normally don't do, it's probably like the second or third episode ever out of these like two hundred something uh, that we've done together. Which is very, it's more convenient doing them separately. But I also I like the, the togetherness of being connection, the connection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Giants they drop down one pick from twenty five to twenty four uh, and trade away to the Jacksonville Jaguars their fifth pick or one of their their one of their fifth round picks as well as one of their seventh-round picks, too. We're going to go into a little bit about what Joe Shane said. It doesn't seem like it's going to limit his mentality to maybe trade in or out of spots in the second and third round. So it doesn't seem like this really you know, adjusts anything in his mindset. However, it is giving up a lot, giving up three picks, uh, You know, one of them only one spot back, just for one spot up. It's a very odd thinking, but we're also going to get into why they did that. However... I've been talking for a while. Uh, we appreciate you, by the way, for joining us, new or existing listeners, for this round one recap. Alex, my friend, my co-host, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, really excited about tonight. Uh, you know, pretty wild first round yeah. in terms of, you know, for how first rounds go. This was a pretty wild one. <laughs> uh, I think the Giants have had a pretty good night. Uh, they traded, like you mentioned, uh, pick 25, 160, and 240 for pick 24 um, to go up and select Maryland's Deontay Banks. Just going into the trade real quick before we talk about Banks himself. Um, sure. A lot of people are talking about, hey, that was quite a lot to trade up because the Eagles trade up from traded up from 10 to 9 to get Jalen Carter. They're having a great draft, by the way. Just took Nolan Smith, uh, which is you know maybe an even bigger reason to take a center here or a more offensive lineman uh, on day two but what I would say is that even though they you know used a fourth to move up um, you know it was a fourth round pick to move up from 10 to 9 if you look at the trade value chart which you know I'm looking at right now um, the Giants in terms of the points that they give for each pick the difference between pick 25 and pick 24 in terms of the point value is 20 points and Pick uh, 160 is worth 26 points. Pick 240 is worth one point. So they basically overpaid by seven points, uh, if that's what you're looking at. And that's what most people base off 
uh, these trades off of is the point value chart. Usually the team that's trading up for a quarterback has to give up much more. If they're just trading up for a non-quarterback, then it's usually somewhere similar. So yes, the Jaguars technically won the trade, but it wasn't as bad, I think, as some people are making it out to be. And the Giants clearly wanted their guy in Deontay Banks. Yeah, and I mean, so let's get into the pick a little bit more, right? Athleticism is the key with Deontay Banks. Uh, I think I saw he's got an 87 on NFL's next-gen stats, uh, 87 overall grade, 98 out of 100 athleticism, 72 production. He's got really good size. The height and weight is not a problem with him. You know, you might look at other cornerbacks in this draft class and you're like Emmanuel Forbes, quote-unquote. Oh, the size is a little scary. Forbes are really high in this draft, Doc. 16 to the uh, Commanders, right? Yeah. Yeah, 16 to the Commanders. So, and then you look right now, I'm interested. Actually, the Chiefs are selecting their pick as we speak. I don't know if they look cornerback and try and get Joey Porter or something like that. Yeah. Receiver possibly too. So this is actually a key pick for the Giants. But uh, let's actually, well, we're going to wait one sec. I know obviously listening and watching, you know what this pick is. Uh, and we're like really, you know, behind. You're like, why are you waiting until this pick happens? But this might be, this goes into my next point about Deontay Banks. So let's see who they end up actually selecting right now real quick. So they select, okay, they select an edge rusher that I have not heard of. Felix Anuduke, Anudike Uzuma out of Kansas State. Anyway, and not the point. So this goes to my point, actually. This is my part of my point. <laughs> Joey Porter has fallen to the second round, day two of this NFL draft. Should I keep NFL Network on? I guess we should just in case, right? Just in case anything happens. Joey Porter was not selected by the Giants, was not selected by the Commanders, was not selected by other teams that needed a cornerback in this round one. And that are, is just one of a few examples of players that just fall. And sometimes we don't even know why. Tonight also, if you're looking at the QB market, Will Levis fell. Hendon Hooker, I don't know if you were you know, also thinking he might go day two. I think a lot of people... Christian Gonzalez, 17 to the Patriots. Yeah. Nolan Smith, 30 to the uh, Eagles. Jalen Carter to nine to the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, these guys fell, but I think the big one out of all of them is is Porter. Yeah, for sure. Going to a separate team. And the Giants having Porter at 24 and not selecting him. So they really were high on Banks. Uh, Joe Shane said that the Giants went through scenarios and the team needs and thought someone might actually take, take Banks at 24 trade up. So they wanted to be the ones to take him themselves. Uh, they didn't want to get greedy, was the quote Joe Shane used, uh, and used their capital to do so. And why Deontay Banks? Well, Shane said prototypical from a size standpoint, uh, speed, athleticism, length for your starter, and a schematically a good fit. And if you looked, uh, when NFL Network panned to the Giants front office with uh, John Mara, with Wink Martindale, with Brian Dable, and with Joe Shane, Wink Martindale looked like the happiest guy in the room at that point. Very happy to, I'm sure, have another speedy cornerback. And it's something the Giants need. Uh, this is not a pick that we were upset about. If you watch our reaction video, which is on the YouTube channel or on our various social media platforms, we said, just don't get one of those wide receivers like Hyatt and uh, Josh Downs. And it's no offense to them. It's just a position we didn't need at that time. We need an outside guy. We don't need a slot guy. And that's what both of those wide receivers are. Sure, we need an offensive lineman like John Michael Schmitz. It might have been a little bit early to take him at that pick, and he is now available going into round two. Um, but yeah, it's um, 
it's really really exciting. I'm actually happy to have Banks on this team. Alex and I talked about it. We selected him in our 1.0 seven round mock draft. Got one right. Let's go. We got one right. We're one for one so far. Uh, I know we're technically one for three if you want to look at it that way, but um, it is what it is. This is very distracting with like the music going down. Everyone's partying up in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, which I don't know how much partying they do there. Actually, probably quite a bit. You know, probably quite a bit of Kansas City, Missouri. It's a pretty pretty cool city. A little bit earlier there too. It's only ten ten fifty seven instead of eleven fifty seven. Partying until midnight there. I'm sure. Um, Alex, you can go on to mention on Banks. um, You talked about how athletic he is. He has a 9.99 RAS score, um, 98th percentile in the 40-yard dash um, and all the 10-yard split, 20-yard split, 99th percentile vert, uh, 99th percentile broad jump. I mean, he is just an athlete. Um, You know, he's got good arm length as well, a little over 31 inches, so... He just is kind of the complete package. I actually have notes on him. Thank God they picked someone that I actually scouted and had a grade on and everything. So I'll run through that. Um, you know, he's a really good, uh, he's got good instincts. He can recognize, you know, he's good route recognition for sure. The athleticism is definitely the the main thing with him. I think he's probably the corner with the most upside in this class. Um, maybe bar Emmanuel Forbes, possibly, if he was able to gain some more weight. Manuel Forbes going before Christian Gonzalez, by the way. I know I'm like going all over the place here, but that was crazy that that happened. Um, and he presses really well as your t- prototypical press man corner. Um, and he is great in press and man coverage. Uh, a couple of the cons I had for him, ball skills not really developed yet, but maybe, um, you know, it's Jerome Henderson, our DB coach, hopefully can coach him up a little bit on that. Zone coverage, not exactly great either. Not super polished, but Giants run mostly man and want to run mostly man in this Wink Martindale scheme. And then in run support, tackling uh, in run support specifically could, you know, could be a little bit better. I actually had him in a 7.4 grade, which was basically the highest late round, late first round grade that you could get. Uh, I had Joey Porter Jr. I know you kept mentioning him, so I'll mention him at a 7.5. So very close. But I did have Joey Porter Jr. a little bit higher. What I would say is the Giants obviously felt very strongly that Deontay Banks was a better player than Joey Porter Jr. because they were out 25. They, if they liked both of the players, they would have just sat there and not moved up for the capital. Sure. They must have really, really wanted Banks. That's why I'm saying it's not terrible that they traded up. It means they strongly, they really strongly felt that Banks was going to be a great player for them. And if you look at Joe Shane and what he was saying, uh, he said that the Giants board with first round grades was getting depleted as the wide receivers were coming off the board, he said. So that means the wide receivers must have had first round grades, which means the Giants could have been in for one of those wide receivers uh, for those who are interested. Um, sure. So they didn't want to risk losing out on one of their first round graded players. They had Deontay Banks graded as a first round player uh, and they were able to get him. And I think that's an extremely positive thing. I know a lot of Giants fans are disappointed and the fact that we didn't get a wide receiver, but there is day two and day three uh, for that, and the value just never really lined up personally, and the wide receivers didn't end up even coming off the board till pick 20 uh, when we thought a lot of those guys would go a little bit earlier than that. Well, once they started at pick 20, Alex, they definitely flew, um, and, and it left the Giants kind of stram- uh, struggling or scrambling, however you want to call it, and like we said, we mentioned downs, we mentioned high, we don't want either of those players as you chug your water like a madman, uh, here at midnight, and I don't blame you. We're at twelve oh one here, and you're about to spit that water out because my jokes are just so funny. Uh, 
So what I wanted to say here, though, was <laughs> Banks was the most athletic player on the board at that point. At pick 24, Banks is the most athletic player. And it, and it's not, I'm not, I was just surprised that Porter didn't go there. I'm not saying it's a bad decision, but it makes sense. It, I'm surprised, but it makes sense. It, it, I'm, I'm connecting my words right here. I know I'm sense. tired. It makes sense. Um, I'm surprised. Wait, what did you say? I'm surprised, but it makes sense. But it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So Deontay Banks, if you're the most athletic player on the board, why not go and take him? And I want to talk about Joe Shane now because I mentioned a little bit earlier. He said that he traded it. Well, obviously they traded their fifth and seventh round pick to move up a spot. It won't prevent them from trading up again if they so desire in second or third round. And he still believes that they have plenty of draft capital. And that was tweeted out from Jordan Ronan. So definitely something intriguing to note um, when it comes to, I guess, you know, if the Giants want to trade up for people. So that leaves us to, we've talked almost 15 minutes about Deontay Banks. Do we have anything else about the cornerbacks or Deontay Banks or anything in this first round? Before we transition, I want to get all of our first round thoughts out there. Any more thoughts on Banks first and then we can... On Banks specifically, you know, I think he's the he's one of the three corners in this class. He's playing across from Adoree Jackson, right? Or like yeah. 100%? Yeah, on the, I, for sure. But And I, then in the slot, are we going to look at... Or in the slot, you know what I mean? Like in the... In St. Holmes right now. Okay, right. And then before, uh, behind those guys, you would think of Oru Arie, who we signed yeah. in the Lions. And then behind that... Cordell Flott. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, there's, okay. there's definitely some room here i'm glad we're on the same page there <laughs> there's definitely some depth here at cornerback and banks i think besides witherspoon and gonzalez who i think are surefire bets to be solid cb1s honestly uh in this league i think banks has probably the most upside out of any other of these guys to be a cb1 in this league joey porter jr i think could be a really really solid too and i think he gives you a higher floor personally but i think the giants you look for upside always and the giants did that with this pick and you hope that, you know, your coaches can coach him up and it could be, uh, you know, a successful uh, player to have across from Adore Jackson and eventually as an Adore Jackson replacement, because uh, we all know Adore Jackson will not be here uh, in the long run, most likely, even though he is still quite young. What I would say about the first round, I was a little bit surprised when Gonzalez fell to 17 that the Giants were not looking to trade. Maybe they were looking to trade up. Hey, right. We don't know. I wasn't in the draft room, but. You know, at that point, I would have looked, you know, much harder at trying to move up and really tried to do that. And then also, of course, he goes to the Pats too, by the way, which you know, giant Super Bowl foes, and you know, we have our best friend is is a Pats fan. So, so that that was very unfortunate, especially because they traded back and still got him. I'm sure the next thing you were going to go to was the Philadelphia Eagles, just rock of a first round, as they as they had the past few years having amazing drafts and it showed in their play uh, obviously last season we know how far they came they were just so close to to winning it all and um luckily luckily they did not uh but getting Jalen Carter having him fall all the way to nine uh, and then trading up to get him was just a very great move for the Philadelphia Eagles and they, they just always seem to get there and you look at other things in this first round. I know I kind of asked you the question. Nolan Smith, too, for the Eagles, by the way. Probably the most athletic yeah. edge rusher in this class. So much, And they get him at 30. There. Get him at 30. Uh, the Lions having the weirdest draft probably I've ever seen. Right, that's what I was Jameer about. Jameer Gibbs in, at pick 12. Uh, the running back out of Alabama yeah. when they literally have DeAndre Swift on their roster. And you told me, I was like, oh, wait, but they lost that guy from uh, Detroit, who's from Green Bay, who came over, Jamal Williams. But Alex, you educated me and let me know that they even signed David Montgomery from the Bears. So they have two top quality 
uh, sort of players there on the Lions roster, and very odd that they take Gibbs there. And then you look at some other players here. Jack Campbell, too. They will end up taking an 18, who's yeah. since a second or third round guy. I mean, we ranked him as one of the top linebackers in this draft class, but the linebacker class starts in the second round. It's not a first-round talented draft. And although Campbell's definitely a field specialist, right? A tackling master. And I kind of, I think when we talked about him, it was one of the linebacker prospects, and I think it was Campbell. I compared him to the tackling master of Blake Martinez when he was on the Green Bay Packers and also the New York Giants. Just every time a running back got into the middle of the field or a wide receiver was there or a tight end, Blake Martinez would make that tackle. It's very similar to Jack Campbell. I just don't know if he's pick 18 worthy. And then you look towards Will McDonald, the edge rusher out of Iowa State, getting picked by the Jets at 15. I think it's another reach. And then you look at Kalijah Kansi going to Buccaneers. I think that's a very good pick for them, an underrated one at that. And, you know, we had him going to the Giants. And even Bobby Skinner, a friend of ours of Talking Giants, had him. And we both took our flack for it. Uh, but he ended up going, he didn't even make it that far. And then, like you said, so you look at the draft. You have four receivers, four receivers in a row. 20, Seattle Seahawks, Jackson Smith and Jigba. 21, Chargers, Quinton Johnston, which is very odd because they have that pairing of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And now it's a Mike Williams 2.0 with Johnson. Very similar players. I believe he was actually the player comp for me. Yeah. NFL Network uh, between Quinn Johnson and Mike Williams. Zay Flowers goes to the Baltimore Ravens, paired up alongside Odell Beckham, which I, I don't know how much Odell Beckham's got left in the tank, but we'll, we'll, we definitely know Zay Flowers has a lot to offer. And then Jordan Addison goes 23. Yeah. So with that being said, I think we got everything here uh, in this first round that at least we want to cover, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say I was a little bit surprised, too, that the receivers didn't, uh, you know, the receivers started at 20. The Giants could have had their pick at receiver if they traded up five spots or six spots. So also found that a little bit interesting. Must have meant, you know, kind of like me when I was looking at my CB rankings, I kind of had all of them within 0.1 or 0.2 of each other. The difference between, uh, I think my top guy was, uh, what's it? Oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Um, which I think I had a 7.1 grade on in my, and then Jalen, another slot guy though, too, in the yeah, NFL, true. but anyway, and then to another slot guy and Jalen Hyatt, who I think was my sixth guy, but he had a 6.9 grade. So if that shows you, I think the giants probably thought similarly to me. I know it's like, we're, we're in the same mind, you know, headspace here. Sure. Um, you know, they might've thought, Hey, none of these receivers are that much better than each other. Well, let's just wait and see. And then they ended up pretty much all going. Uh, and then you have Deontay Banks there. So I think this worked out well. The trade is going to be, um, you know, judged poorly, I think, by the Giants fans and Giants uh, Giants media, et cetera. Um, but Joe Shane, he got his guy, and that's the most important thing. Wink Marndell got his guy. It really, really seems like from their draft room what it is. He was excited. No hat, too, so that was a little bit odd. And took his hat off. He's so excited. It was funny, though. It was all the guys in the Giants front office with suits and ties, and then Wink Marndell with the sleeveless hoodies. I don't think he's ever worn a suit. I don't think he. Know, I don't think he owns. I don't think he knows what that is. Maybe even a button-down shirt. If we're getting a little bit formal there, that might be too much. So I'm sorry again if you hear the paper paper ruffling. I do have the printout of the big board here, and it's right by the mic. So I apologize for that in advance. But I do want to take a look at some guys and know and do note that the Giants pick is again at the end of the second round. It's pick 57, so it's towards the second half there. So probably most of these guys that we talk about. Just I'm just going to ramble off guys that are available heading into day two, and then we'll talk about more guys who most likely are available towards that Giants pick. Alex, that sound good? And then we can yeah. wrap this one up because. It's past midnight here. Um, 
I got squatted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Joey Porter, right? I mean, that's the easiest one, cornerback. Not like we're getting him, though. So I'm actually, let me go off players that like actually have a chance that the Giants might get. Do we really want to talk? name everyone who's still available, and then we could talk about the players. Okay, fine. Yeah, so cornerback so Joey Porter out of Penn State. We also have uh, tight end Michael Mayer out of uh, Notre Dame. Let's flip to the other side here. Defensive lineman Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. Brian Branch, uh, another guy the Giants were rumored to get here in the first round. He falls to the second round. Osiris Torrance, the interior offensive lineman out of Florida. Um, no collage you can't see anymore. Uh, Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle, two offensive tackles, him and Matthew Bergeron, two out of uh, Syracuse. Will Levis, someone who is uncomfortable day for him. yeah, uncomfortable day and sad day watching him. They panned him, I think, every other minute there. Oh, very uh, nice. It was not very nice at all. Uh, Drew Sanders, another top linebacker in this draft class out of Arkansas. John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Cornerback DJ Turner out of Michigan. So there are still some good cornerbacks on this list. I think I mentioned Cam Smith already, maybe not, out of uh, South Carolina. And then I think we continue going on from there, Alex. So, I mean, I guess we, we don't really don't need to list everyone, but I do want to list the guys that will be available and the Giants should definitely look at to consider at their pick. So we got the cornerback draft need out of the way. If we're sticking with the draft needs that we covered heading into this draft, left, it would be wide receiver, interior offensive line, linebacker and defensive line maybe defensive line that was i think the five uh four now that we that we covered running back maybe if there's a reach as well so so if we're looking at that in order obviously the first guy you look at wide receiver right you're talking about i mean it depends what order do you want to go let's talk about wide receiver first because i know that's what everyone's going to want to talk about yeah josh downs still available jalen hyatt still available both of those guys if they say they fall to around the 40-ish range do you maybe see the Giants move up for one of the... I, I still don't like that. Just because, again, we just talked about how we don't want slot guys. I know how good of a value they are at that point in the draft, but if they're falling, I still wouldn't risk that. Um, I still look at someone like who the Giants have had really high hopes on, and that would be Mims. Marvin Mims Jr. out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Jonathan Mingo as well. Two guys that have really been out of Mississippi, Mingo is. Yeah. Two guys that have really been heavily, heavily... Um, rumored linked this, yeah. with the Giants. And then if they really want to f- wait, they don't want to get a wide receiver. I think the next area you look at is linebacker. I think there's some really good linebackers. He yeah, is that Drew Sanders, Trent Simpson. Drew Sanders, Trent Simpson, and um, oh my God. Alan Henley, too, a little bit of an outside. There it is. Big uh, connections there for the Giants. And then into your offensive line, John Michael Schmitz is still there. Titman's still there out of Wisconsin. Toa Sewell, too, is another linebacker. Henry Toa Toa is another guy there. Very consistent player when he was at Alabama. And also, uh, is, is, um, it's B.J. Ojolari. B.J. Ojolari. He's edge. edge. So, in terms of edge. B.J. Ojolari. Why did I say it like a British accent? In terms of edge rushers, you got B.J. Edge. Oh, uh, oh my God. I'm now I'm talking. Yeah, see, now B.J. Ojolari. You've got Keon White out of Georgia Tech, a very underrated player. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Steve Avila too. Steve Avila on the interior of the offensive line for yeah. sure. There's a lot. I mean, Alex, there's this, a lot. This is exciting. This yeah. is really exciting. Like, I think, I think there will still. I mean, obviously, it's only the second round of the draft, right? And I, and I guess it's an obvious statement here. But with the guys that are picked in the first round, I guess anyone can predict this. The Giants are going to have a good player at 57 to choose from. I really do believe that. Uh, no matter what side of the position it is, um. Okay, let's get five guys. 
You want to do that? Let's get five guys that if they're there for the New York Giants, and they most likely will be there for the New York Giants. All right, five is a little bit too many. Let's do three. You want to do three? <laughs> five is too much. Let's do, um, I want to start with John Michael Schmitz. I mean, we're, we obviously have to talk about him. We have to mention him because he was rumored to go in round one. How far is he going to fall in round two? That's the question that's going to have to be answered tomorrow. And I think there's a chance that he falls to 57. I don't want to say it's a very good chance, but I do think there's a chance. So I, I think we should rotate one, two. And then also the Eagles getting two amazing defensive linemen. Cowboys draft, uh, drafting Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Defensive line in this division is very, very strong. It's important to get into your linemen. So like you mentioned, John Michael Schmidt, Albert, throw you another one. Yeah. Me into your offensive line. Don't think it's going to happen, probably. But who knows? Osiris Torrance is still available. Uh, the best guard in this class, the best offensive lineman still available. Um, and I think a first-round caliber player who's still sitting there on draft boards. So I'll uh, throw his name in the mix. All right, so you got him there, and I'm going to go with the third and final guy. I'm not going to go with you the other. Oh, you said you've done one. Oh, oh, we each give our own three. Oh, I was going to say that. I like that. Okay, no, that's good because yeah. that's – I was saying five – Okay. Overall, between the two of us, you're saying three, so that's actually six if you think about it. Yeah, three. But whatever. Okay. Okay, this all, we have to do separate players. Then. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. So my first one was John Michael Schmitz. I said Torrance. You said Osiris Torrance. Okay, so I, I'm I'm going to actually keep going with that interior offensive line talk. Then I'm going to go Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin. Joe Tipman could be available even at round three for the Giants. It, again, it all depends on how these offense. If Osiris Torrance goes in the first five in the second round, and then John Michael Schmitz goes in the first ten, Joe Tipman will probably be that guy you're going to want to take. If the Giants want to go offensive line, that you're going to want to take at 57 because he won't be there by your third-round pick. So that's my second guy. So I go two offensive line to go to start. I'm going to go Josh Downs, wide receiver. The flashy okay. pick. Giants want to hear it. Giants fans love wide receivers. I love wide receivers. We need a wide receiver. Uh, and Josh Downs, I think, yes, he's small. Yes, he's probably more of a slot guy. But he is the best contested catch wide receiver statistically and tape-wise when you watch tape. He is the best contested catch receiver, and he is 5'10 in this whole draft class. So I think he has potential. He's really physical considering his size. He could play some snaps on the outside, I think, in a pinch. He's flexible. He's really great production at North Carolina. Really like him. Uh, And if he's available anywhere near that giant pick, I'd be very happy to see him in blue. All right, and then my final third, guys. So again, I'm just going to remind you one more time. John Michael Schmitz was my first guy. And then, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember my second guy right now. Give me one second. You said Tipman. Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin. Yes. You have a, It's so funny. You have a terrible memory out of this podcast. And yeah, when it comes to podcast stuff, you remember that. So I'm proud of you, Alex. Thank you Thanks. for that. The third and final guy, I want to get away from the offensive line talk. Let's go to a linebacker, Trent Simpson out of Clemson. Uh, the reason I say him and not Drew Sanders is honestly I like him because he's a taller and bigger guy. Drew Sanders, I believe, is six foot. Trent Simpson, 6'2", 235. Let me see if I can get Drew Sanders on here. Yeah, he's six. Wait, no. L.I. is. He's six. Drew Sanders is 6'4", 235. So they're the same weight, but um, I don't think, you know, it's okay, even though I got my stats wrong about the height stuff. I don't even think Drew Sanders is going to be available at 57, and I want to give you Giants fans somewhat realistic prediction here. So I think if he's available, Trent Simpson's out of, out of Clemson's definitely a good guy to look at. Do you want to have my big boy for your third guy or you have it locked? I think I have my guy, and I'm going to go with a brother of one of the players on the mm-hmm. team, B.J. Ojolari. Like his film, think he's an elite guy uh, or has potential to be an elite edge rusher. Um, I-, I like him. Connections to the team. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm kind of grasping for straws with this last one, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for day two. I think it's going to be a lot of fun going forward and a uh, very, very interesting round one with, I think, some winners in the Eagles and uh, Texans who had a very good draft and um, some losers, <coughs> the Lions. Nice. That was a good one there. Yeah. Nice, nice joke. Uh, I don't know. So we, we don't got just one round tomorrow. We got two rounds and two. Don't worry, it's we're coming up on a half hour now, so we're not going to want to go. I feel like it's too far in advance to be like, who are the guys that'll be available on, on the, the third, third round? I have no idea. That's a lot. That's a lot. But too um, much for my brain to comprehend. Right hopefully, if all things go well, if it's not the both of us doing a video, it'll be one of us at least doing a video uh, for the second round pick, and then probably in that video we'll be like, okay, here's what we're looking at in the third round. We'll probably include that there as well. Um, but we thank you so much for listening. I think this went really well, Alex. I hope Agreed. maybe we can do this again tomorrow. Agreed. We'll have yeah. to wait and see. Night. This is kind of fun. Yeah. I like this little person fun. episode. Yeah. This is cool. If I wasn't so tired, it would be much better. Tomorrow. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? We'll be tired again tomorrow because it'll probably be around the same time. Big nap tomorrow. <laughs> Regardless. But again, get ready for rounds two and three. And uh, the New York Giants selected Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland at pick 24. They paid, traded up one pick for him, and they traded away uh, their fifth and their seventh pick along with their 25th pick uh, to the Jaguars for that. What can you do to help us out here? Well, since we're recording at around 12.30 a.m. on Friday, April 28th, it would be nice of you to give us something in return, right? Well, subscribe. That would be great on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Give us five stars and then hit it that follow button uh, for Alex on Twitter at Inorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshola29. And obviously the podcast, social media platforms, including Twitter and TikTok, The Giant Take Pod, and Instagram and Facebook, The Giant Take podcast well just saw the 30 minute mark get hit thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode of the giant take podcast and we'll be back very very soon for another episode about this 2023 nfl draft new york giants wise see you next time peace oh i thought we were gonna say it simultaneously yeah I do we do all right ready let's do it again ready on on, on one or on go on go three two, two one peace wait but we didn't say we didn't say go <laughs> Let's say go. On go or on one? Oh, on it's one. Way too late. All right. On go. On go. Two. One. Go. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.